The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Love it with some passion. Rubber band and the money that keeps stacking. Got a honey who come with elite fashion. She too fine, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustler, you broke, well that seems tragic. Got a catch in the field like deep passes. I tell a plug if it's sticky, then please bag it. I need the best cause I grew up with need madness. Need a Matt Burgundy Mercy. Mercy. Jewelry so heavy it might hurt me. Might hurt. Smoke an extra kill, that extra seal. Whoa. Whoa. Buffalo money need extra bills. Tell I'm eating so much I got a breakfast. Hey, yo, what's goody up in here? It is Tuesday night, and you already know what time it is. It's time for the chop up, and I got my dog here, Aubro Poe. And it's your boy Sterls right here on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast feed. This is a chop up, and it's Tuesday. How you doing, man? good how are you uh you know uh just just living the colorado dream you know it's cold out here you know it'd be you know it's been uh single digits man for the past few days you know been cold uh yeah i don't get i don't mind the cold i used to live in north dakota that's where i played college football and like probably eight of our games were zero to seven degree weather (laughs) And then some of them in the playoffs were like negative 14 degree weather. So I don't mind the cold. I really don't like the, the sideways wind snowstorms. Oh, uh, see that. Uh, see, you're a whole man for that because I mean, playing football in is one thing because, you know, you you're exerting energy and, you know, it's like they cold, you cold. You might as well just hit each other. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> what? No, 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 no. It's cold. No matter if you're in the stands. Oh, dog. No, 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 no. I don't even. I sweat sitting here, right? I sweat sitting here. You forget about it when you're in games like that. Don't you kind of forget about it being cold? You have to try to strengthen your mind, but you know, you know it's cold. You know that every wind, it hurts. Like it hurts your body. Like truck. Like, and me and Jordan's skin are not built for the cold. Like weather, which is crazy, but like we, I, we had a heater on the sideline. I'm just like Jordan. I'm gonna go stand right in front of that shit when I'm not in, and when I'm in, I'm gonna go out there. Hey, well, you you trying to say you know black folks ain't built for the cold? We ain't built for that. I, I we ain't mean, built for that. I'm you know what I mean? I'm I'm cultured. <laughs> I mean, it ain't got nothing to do with your culture. I'm just saying, like you know, God said, you know, I'm gonna leave y'all in the the bake a little bit, y'all. You know, you guys are, you know. I'm hot, a heat hot weather creatures, yeah, you know I'm what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Um, 
No, man, dude, it was like uh, Mama P, baby. Never fails. Yeah. Sorry, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, man, so out here, it, it was like negative uh, five um, last night. Um, man, it's just been cold, man. You know, there's been cold snaps all over the country lately. Um, and I ain't, I ain't for it. I'm not here for that. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. If it if it just stays cold and doesn't blizzard, I'll be all right. I guess. So tonight's show, man. Um, I mean, we could talk about. I really don't feel like there's much to talk about. Uh, the Steelers game, because, like, I mean, we'll, we'll give some thoughts on that, but we gotta talk about what's <laughs> what's coming up this weekend, man. Like yeah. the Chiefs. Hey man, that's the game. That's the game. So I know you were in a a comfy box suite yesterday. Um, you didn't have to brave the elements at all, really. Um, I'm I'm almost almost certain uh the concierge picked you up from your apartment and took you to the stadium, you know. Uh or your <laughs> a mile and a half from my apartment to the stadium. Because I've been doing that all year, and I'm not going to stop because it's cold out. You, you're just a beast, huh? Uh, I just that's I, I I have to do it every game. You 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 a whole Buffalonian now, dog? No, no, no. You know that no, you you braved the elements. No, walked a, a mile and a half to the stadium to go to the game. So, but you were in that suite though. I was. How was it, man? How, how was it, man? Well, t- uh, what's the vantage point like up there? Uh, we were on the end zone of the entrance, and uh-huh. so it it was it was good. We we had the window open the whole time, and like the heat, heaters weren't doing that much, so um, we don't have to sit on the snow. But it, I mean, it was cold in the suite. Nice. Okay. Hey, you you see all them uh, them snowballs getting thrown? Absolutely. That had it to be cold. that had to be a sight, man. Bill's Mafia showed up, showed out, man. It was, that like, was pretty uh, dope. It was like fireworks. It was dope. All right, so uh, thoughts on the game, man, like your perspective. You know, I was on here last night um, on intentional grounding, you know, giving my thoughts on the game, you know, and I kind of went through it, but I I wanted to talk about Kansas City because I'm just juiced for that game. But what what, what were your thoughts, man? Like, did you you see what you expected? Did what, you know? um, I I thought it was good. I thought thought for the most part, like, it was a consistent – game of of football and so like the defense went out there they played well early had a couple injuries um it's interesting it the whole second row of the defense was injured yeah so, like, two backup corners three backup linebackers and a backup nickel and so i was i asked jordan i was like is that difficult to play with is that is that a difficult like and he said, nah, like, it's difficult for us, me and Micah, because we have to tell the linebackers, you know, just play. We, there's no time to think, especially in the playoffs. Mm. You can't think. So um, it's, they told the linebackers, you know, just play fast to the ball, and we'll make you right on the back end. And so, like, Dang. the – the and, and it helps. that They have really good defensive linemen uh, playing right now. So, like – Right, right. The linebackers don't have to be perfect. They don't, you know, what I mean, to to make the plays. Now in coverage, it was it was not great. It wasn't great coverage uh, from the linebackers uh, once Terrell went down. But 
It is what it is. And then offensively, they did exactly what I wanted them to do. It was a consistent, no mistakes, drive the ball down the field. Um, different guys are getting it off. And I, that's what I expect. I expect every game to be a different guy, a different name being called. This week it was Kincaid and and Khalil. And then all you're always gonna have always gonna have digs. And then next week it could be Deontay Hardy and and Cook going crazy. Like yeah. you just never know with this offense. So um I, I love the way Joe Joe played it. Um I think it was a perfect game plan. Um and if we turn the ball over, if, if our defense turns the ball over uh, with the with the guys that we have coming back, I I don't see us losing this Chiefs game. Yeah, you know, uh, I I agree. I like what I saw from the offense from, uh, from a play calling standpoint. Um, you know, you you just saw built in options for Josh. Um, you know, wasn't a lot of down the field. It, I, I felt like it was a good balanced blend. Uh, you had guys going down the field, but. He had opportunities um, to get the ball to guys quickly. And um, whether it's, you know, Joe Brady or um, our offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, before, I feel like the offense functions and operates much better when those options are kind of built in the offense early to get Josh in rhythm. I think once he gets in rhythm, he fares much better throughout the game, you know, getting the ball to different receivers, and letting them make plays and and add an element this year is that you got guys that can run after catch, you know, and namely Khalil Shakir and Deontay Hardy when he gets the ball uh, and, and um, Dalton Kincaid really make it easy for a quarterback, um, you know, like, hey, I could trust you, you know, it's third and eight, you know, I'm going to throw, you know, you're going to catch this ball four yards, but you're going to get 10. You know, that that's a good thing uh, heading to this Kansas City game. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that was the idea um, from the get-go, a, kind of an RPO-style offense where um, it's one read for Josh. It's it's a handoff and go uh, most of the time, or, or you can um, or you could take off running if you're Josh. Like I mean, you can't really throw a cover zero at him anymore unless you have a spy, and if you do, that's taking up so many uh, coverage guys. So it's just it's it's really hard to play, Josh um on defense and and the way that uh brady's been calling games it's just i don't know and this team tends to get better as you play them a second time like you play you play a team a second time or a third time like they they tend to understand at least on the defensive end of the ball so um i do like i do like uh our matchup against casey here and and what our defense is going to bring i think I, if if I'm not mistaken, I feel like we should get Razul and Dotson back. Um, oh, that'd be huge, man! That's gonna be huge. Taryn Specter and um, Benford, I think, all were head injuries, and I've never seen a guy get kept out the next week in a playoff game from a head injury. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, Taryn. Uh, I mean, I think maybe this is his first or second concussion this year. He had one earlier in the season. He was playing the next game. Um, you know, that's kind of one of those things that he's been battling uh, off and on in his career, uh, but he seems to just bounce back. Um, but again, you know, there's a there's concussion protocol that the players have to adhere to and go through and so forth. So, we'll, you know, we're, we'll kind of uh, watch the injury report moving forward here. But, uh, you, you know, you mentioned Rasul Douglas and having him uh, 
against Kansas City is going to be it's going to be great, man, because he's the guy that you can when you match coverages, you, you could put him on Travis Kelsey. He's big and physical. But the glory about all that is you got two you, you got two other corners now that that you could kind of mix things up. And and namely, um, I, I think it's only fair that we mention uh, Kyer Elam here because, um, you know, you and I talked about him uh, a lot this year and went to bat for him this year. And uh, to see him come through in the playoff in a playoff game and get an interception, man, like for his confidence. Man, that's that's big time. That's a big deal for him. Yeah, I, the so I know Kyrie Elam on a pretty in depth level just through Jordan and like we, I mean we we hang out a lot and I I do think that Kyrie um, that one game kind of showed exactly how he what he was dealing with this year um, in one in one game he had a uh, he got ran over he had a pass interference. And then yeah. he intercepted the ball. <laughs> like it, it was just like um, every. I think. And, and when I when we were talking about this at the beginning of the year, it was like something mental was going on with Kyrie, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it was his inability to move on from a bad play, and then make it like just play the next play, and like that's what this defense defense is built on. It's like if you make a bad play, all right, we line up again, we go again, and that's that's the culture the defense has set, and that's probably why he couldn't play early on in the year. Because his mind wasn't like that. He'd make a mistake. He'd dwell on it. It was, it was and then he let that affect the rest of his play. So um, I, I do like exactly what, what, what he just showed this weekend. I do uh, like what he showed because it, it was an, an ability to move on from a bad play, another bad play, and then made a great interception that changed the game. And um, it's a great story for him. I, I don't expect if Benford and and uh, Rizzo are good to go that they play Kyrie. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't expect that. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe in some type of dime if we're up in the yeah. class, like, right? Like, but I mean, you're not, you're part. not gonna have, you're not gonna have Taylor Rapp, and you're not gonna have Taylor Rapp this week. And, and yeah, I'm not, a- you know, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know, I don't think so. I mean, if you ask me right now, is Taylor Rapp playing? I'm like, I don't know, but I, I probably say no. Um, but if he does, that'd be great. I would love to have him. But I would just like to see Kyrie out there more, man. I think you know, um, I don't, I don't know if people understand the magnitude of how important him being in a game was. And you know, for a guy that relies on instincts and athleticism, you know, when you take the athleticism away because of the foot injury and just dealing with all the mental aspects, to see him bounce back and get a pick. Man, dude, I was happy. Like that—that that to me was like one of the happiest moments in the game for me because I want the kid to be good. I want to see him shine. I want to see that dude eat. So I was just pumped for him, man. Like the dude came in, got himself a pick, and got kind of got that swag. And then you know he was in the interview uh, post game. It was he was talking about like you know what you're mentioning. Like yeah, you know I kind of they had him in the first half. Paraphrasing here, but you know. Like, hey, man, you, you, next play, you, you know, team's counting on me. I, I, I got to do what I'm supposed to do. And, and he sure did, man. So that was, that was pretty dope. Yeah. And, and just going along with this game plan, and don't get me wrong, I, I think Kyrie has the ability to be a really good corner in this league. Um, I just see Taryn following Kelsey around. Um, that's how they've been kind of playing it, they would kind of bracket it with Taryn and, and whoever else, like a guy over the top of safety. 
Um, and then you allow your corners outside to kind of eat on some of these other receivers that they got. And so um, I, there's a lot of things you can do with this. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no uh, drop off. Um, I mean, there's a, obviously you want your, your stars out there, your guys out there, but like, there's no like super drop off with anybody. Now we're, we're pushing it with the linebacker position, but <laughs> tired yeah. of seeing guys get hurt, but I think Dawson should be back. Um, and then they do play a lot of dime against Kansas city cause they tend to throw a lot. So, um, from, from the previous game. So I, if you're in dime a lot, then you have Cam Lewis in there who's been coming in, um, in that dime position. If Taryn gets to play, if Taryn doesn't play, then Cam Lewis would be the nickel and you probably, Damar, um, would probably come in, uh, which would be interesting, but we'll see. You know, I ain't gonna cap, man. One player I don't mm-hmm. want to see on the field is Demar Hamlin. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just can't, bro. I can't, man. Um, so revisiting the Kansas City game, um, you know, the Bills won that game 20 to 17. And there was a lot of crying after that game because there was the the play that the play of destiny that was supposed to happen, where you know, Travis Kelsey throws it back to Kadarius Tony. Uh, who was on, on the play was pissed off because he didn't he wasn't the option and runs it in and you know it's just like it's fun to, to kind of go back to memory lane and, and and uh remind myself what happened in that game. I mean it was a slug slug fest man like 20 to 17 you know Spags had a great game plan Sean McDermott had a great game plan um my question is you know schematically uh you looking at the the Dolphins defense or offense, excuse me. Um, they they really didn't present a, a much of a challenge for that Chiefs defense. I mean, you know, they're playing in super cold weather. Tua doesn't have the strongest arm. I mean, it was just kind of a, a mess, and so you know, it leaves you thinking, like, damn, that defense is just extraordinary. It's going to be a different ball game here in, in Buffalo on Sunday. What are your thoughts, man? Like, you know, Buffalo Bills offense versus the Chiefs defense. You know they're going to have to mix it up. What What do you think uh, we we see from the Bills' offense? Well, it's just not it's not the same. And you can say the Dolphins have a high octane offense, and they do because of Tyreek and Jalen Waddle when they're healthy. But um, Josh poses a threat where you literally have to take somebody out of coverage and place them in the middle of the field to spy them. So like you're not going to be able to just drop seven six like. Those cornerbacks are going to have to play well for a long time while he's he's just like Mahomes, able to scramble around. Or if you try to bring a cover zero blitz, that's not going to work because he's going to get out of there. Like, he makes cover zeros blitz. Like, he may not choose the right option in the cover zero. Like, mm-hmm. if you send the house at him, he may not choose the right throwing option. But he's going to make your one guy that's blitzing free miss. And then now those other guys that are in the in the defensive backfield have to cover for five, six seconds when they're playing man on man, which is not ideal. So um, it's just a different <clears throat> it's a different type of defense that you have to play against. I, and Josh was not he was just getting into using his legs a little bit more early on in the Chiefs game. Um, the last game that was right. I believe that was right after. Um, I think the Eagles game, he started bringing it out a little bit more. And I think he's gotten a lot more comfortable with timings on when he's going to run um, now and when uh-huh. he's not and when he's going to throw. So I, I I, just don't – as good as Spags can be, I just think that we built this offense. And 
mainly, I mean, this defense, we brought in a guy like Vaughn to come in and affect the game, this game in particular, this specific game. So, like, if, right. if, you're, going, if you're going into um, a game that you built your team to beat this team, like, you should feel good about it. Yeah, uh, and Josh Allen was 23 of 42, uh, 233 yards, one touchdown, one interception in that game. He also ran one in as well. But, the, you know, this is a completely different offense um, now than when they when they faced uh, week 12 or something, week 13, week 12, uh, 13, I believe. Um, you know, Josh is more comfortable. You know, he's, he's uh, getting the ball out quick when he needs to. And, um, you know, that game we did see – James Cook really have a good game on the ground, in the air. Um, you know, I, I really do think, you know, I think this is Gabe's time. And, and you know, like, I, I ain't smoking nothing or I'm not drunk right now, bro. But for me to say, like, this is a Gabe Davis game. Um, I, I feel like if he plays, um, he, he's going to, you know, he's going to he, he's gonna get some catches, man. Just because it's the Chiefs, you know, you, you they're not great at cornerback, too. Um, he's going to have some opportunities right deep. And, uh, I, I expect Josh Allen to, uh, get him one deep and, and, you know, Hey, also, also, you know, this was the game where, um, didn't, didn't Josh and, and Gabe have a little mishap, uh, in the end zone, uh, on, on a blown, uh, blown coverage where Josh kind of missed Gabe. When didn't we have one of those in this game as well? Um, I'm or am I thinking of the or am I thinking of the uh, Eagles game? That was the Eagles game, and then um, they might have had a, a another one this game, but I think it was the Eagles and the Dolphins game. They had the people called the Dolphins one an option route, which I don't think it was. But the 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 Eagles one was an option route. I don't think that was. I don't. I, I don't think we had one in the Chiefs game. Well, irregardless. Um, <laughs> You know, there's been there's been so many of those uh, mishaps uh, throwing the ball. That, you know, you just hope the chemistry is better. I, I I tend to believe it is or it will be. Uh, I'm just excited to see Gabe in the offense. I ain't gonna lie. Um, you know, when he's not out there, it makes you go like it makes you miss him a little bit when he's not out there. Even though sometimes you know he doesn't fill up the stat sheet, um, but he, it's definitely a, di- a noticeable difference when he's not out there on on the field. Yeah. It- there's this big uh, – he had one bad drop this year that I remember that ended up in interception. And ever since then, um, the narrative was be, oh, it's just like it was last year. He's dropping a lot. But he's only dropped three balls this year when he's been targeted. And so he's been fairly consistent at catching, especially in like if you get like a third and 12 situation, second and 12 situation, he's been fairly consistent at getting to the sticks and catching the ball, like a confident option for Josh. And he's the one of the best scramble drill wide receivers on the team, if not the best. So um, when when things get hectic for Josh, Gabe finds a way to get open, <laughs> and and no, those true. are the times. Those are the times where he he hits for those long balls. So um, I'm not sure if he's playing. I know he had a, a knee sprain and MCL yeah. sprain. I'm I'm not sure if he'll play, but I, I'm confident that no matter who's playing um, on the offensive end, somebody's going to get off this week. Whether it be Khalil or Diggs or maybe Diggs go for two hundred, Kincaid know. man, Kincaid and 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 Shakir, the, the those are the two guys, man. Those are the two guys, dude. I'm telling you, man. Like I I I, I I'm a big fan of Khalil Shakir lately, man. Dude's been balling out. 
and that catch yesterday, catch and run for the touchdown. I mean, dude, that that's what we need right there. Like a guy that's going to catch the ball consistently, but when he has it in his hands, he's going to make he's going to make somebody miss. He's going to get you some extra yards. He's slippery, man. I love that about his. Yeah, game. he's just a ball player. He kind of remind me of like in like interesting that the Rams have two of them, but Cooper Cup and and um, Puka Nakua are similar in a way where they're just kind of ball players. They're mm-hmm. just like you know they're gonna they're not the fastest guy, they're not the quickest guy, but like when you get them the ball, they're able to do football things with them and just do some special things with them because they're hard to take down. They have a lot of hard. They're they're just ball players, and so. Um, Khalil reminds me of that. Um, I just think that if he has the ball in his hand, like you're, he's not, you're not, he's not going to dive at your foot like Diggs does. And right. don't, don't get me wrong, Diggs is great, but like he's gonna, he's gonna keep running. You're gonna have to bring him down. It's not a, this is not a, you're gonna have to come hit him. It's not right. So, um, I do like Khalil Shakur's uh, ability to do that. He could have a he could come out and have a 130, 40 yard game, depending on how many times we get him in the ball, but he's been fairly consistent. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, we, you talked about Von Miller. And I felt like in the Kansas City Chiefs game, because these tackles that they have um aren't that great. You know, they've been struggling. Um at tackle all season long. I mean, you're talking about Donovan Smith, uh, Wanye Morris was playing, at, you know, had some time in there. And then Jawan Taylor, who's been an absolute disaster of a, a free agency pickup. Um, I feel like whether it's Von Miller or um, any other defensive end, I mean, you're Greg Rousseau. Um, they're going to have, they're going to have the opportunities to, to, to really get after Mahomes. And if you want to beat the chiefs in this situation, a lot's gonna have to be on this defensive line. Uh, do you do you feel like um that they're up for the task? I mean, they've been playing really well lately. Um, they've been winning in the trenches on both offensive line and defensive line. I think the Chiefs, you know, they're they're a great team, but again, the weaknesses are on the edge. How do you feel the uh, pass rush is gonna gonna fare this Sunday? I think that they're the with everybody kind of back and getting getting right, I think that they're gonna start to do some things with all three, Leonard Floyd, Greg Russo, and Vaughn. Um, I think they start moving Greg to the three-tech, especially against this offense. You can't do that against the Steelers, but um, I, I do think that they're going to start against this offense where where you want to – you kind of play uh, with your ears pinned back, and if they run the ball, then you adjust. But um, you move Greg to the three a little bit, edge to the one, and you kind of just get after the quarterback as as fast as you can. We have really long guys on the edges, and and those little bubble arrow routes that that Mahomes likes to throw, we've been intercepting them. I think AJ has one, and Groot has one in the last two times that we played them. Um, and so, like that length that we have an edge, you're just not going to be able to throw those little bubble routes that he wants to get to get to like second and seven, right. second and six. Um, I, I do think this is going to be Vaughn's best game. This is why we brought him here. I think he knows this is why we brought him here, to play this team in this situation. Um, it doesn't matter what he does in the rest of the games, in the play, but, like, this game in particular, like, you tell Vaughn, yo, you're free on the edge. Go run around him. Go go do your little high step. Beat him with speed. And then you come and clear a quarterback. Uh, you have a – this is what we do with Milano. You have a – quarterback spy that comes in and replaces his 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 lane. 
um, right. so that Mahomes can't just get out and run. So I, I do think that we tell Vaughn to pin the ears back and go this week. Um, and I think this will probably be his best game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Vaughn had a couple good pressures toward the end of the game uh, last night that I was impressed with. Um, you know, and also we, we got to mention A.J. Epinesa, um, who got a interception in this game. I think, you know, uh, that length is something else. And I don't know if you noticed this watching the game yesterday, but there was a time when Epinesa was in there and he would, you know, he beat his guy off the edge and he was going towards uh, the quarterback and, you know, he kind of pulled up because he knew that Rudolph was trying to hit somebody over his head and Rudolph kind of adjusted because he knows like the capability that Epinesa has. It was, it was nice to see, um, you know, Epi get some respect in that regard. Like, you know, he's a heady player, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't interested in sacking the quarterback necessarily because he knew it was kind of, you know, it was out of the realm of possibility, but just the headiness, man, like he, he's ready to tip a pass and take it to the house. And so, um, you know, Russo and Epinesa are guys, when we talk about those bubble screens and, and those quick options um, after the snap, uh, we got two guys that are that are lengthy and tall that are going to present some issues there. So, um, and Floyd, and all oh, yeah. three of them, well, Leonard's a little bit less, but, like, those two, the awareness that they play with is, like, they probably used to play a different position, and you're just not – they're, they're aware that you want to get where if you want to get the ball around them or to the, over them to the sideline to like they're aware of that they're fairly aware of of what's going on whereas like an Ed Oliver guy kind of just plays with his head down he's never played nothing but interior D line which is what you want yeah. him to do you just want to put your head down and be a bull and but like we have guys on our team that are very aware of certain situations they if it's a screen they're not gonna let you like they might turn and run they're not gonna let you uh throw that screen sometimes it's i mean we do have guys that are putting their ears back in and are not dead to it but just unaware of a certain situations but um i do like groot and, and aj they they seem like ball players like just fairly smart football players and and you don't find that often uh, as far as intellect in football from a d lineman <laughs> yeah Man, Ed Oliver, dude. I mean, you know, it's he's been phenomenal this year, and you know his play has not dropped off, bro. Not dropped off at all, and he's dominating. So, I, I think you know this is a game where, you know, you wonder how much of an impact he's going to have because you know when you look at the the Kansas City Chiefs, they're stout, you know, in the inside three. Um, kind of worries me there, but you know what, the Bills didn't have DaQuan Jones in this game when they played the Chiefs the first time, you know, when you're going up against the uh, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, uh, Trey Smith, I mean, you know, I'm telling you, man, Daquan Jones is going to be a major factor in this game, bro. Yeah, I, I the I think the reason they wouldn't got Daquan is his ability to stuff run when you're just bringing four. And this is why, like, this is what I'm saying, as far as, like, building a team to beat the Chiefs, like, there was a game that we played against the Chiefs. I don't know how long ago. I'm not sure which playoff game it was, but um, I, was, I, I can't remember if it was Hilaire or Pacheco just ran the ball all they wanted to. And it's because we were playing a shell. We were bringing four, and our interior D lineman couldn't withhold the, the the interior of the defense with only bringing four and dropping out seven. Mm-hmm. So with Daquan in there, he kind of he kind of just bases up and you're not going to double him off of the ball 
Um, and so I, I do think that he'll be able to help stop a, the run game with just four down linemen, not bringing much pressure. I think they'll bring spotting pressure, but I, I'm never in favor of bringing much pressure against Mahomes because he's fairly good at right. bringing it most of the time. So um, it's very like I, I was watching him watch the, the Bills Broncos game and he was calling out. Uh, this is how they played against me. This is, you know, and I, I think most people seen that. And like, I would, I, if you bring pressure, I want it to be something they've never seen before, like a corner blitz or something from, uh, from a bunch formation, like those type of pressures. But I, I don't really want to bring five, six guys. I'd rather play a quarterback spy, bring four, play defense how we've been playing them. And then when the ga- end of the game comes, then you can call your best shit. But um, I, I'm, I'm, the shell has been keeping the Chiefs. Rarely limited in yep. games for most of the times that we played them. It's just in that in the end of the game situation, which McDermott, to his credit, has called great end of the game situations um, the last six games. And so um, I'm excited to see how this defense does overall. So uh, Rich Bills, Mafia <laughs> Smith ask, uh, y'all know any veteran free agent linebackers available? Um, you know, a couple of th- that come to mind are Corey Littleton is one. Um, and Rashawn Evans are, my opinion, um, are your two top linebackers. But I'll say this. I don't feel like the Bills are in a position where they need to go get outside linebacker help, especially if it's someone new. I don't really think that you can fully integrate a, a linebacker into your defense at this point in the season. Um, I really do. I liked what I saw from A.J. Klein, the guy who knows the system um, and can kind of get, you know, and this is just if, you know, Ty- Terrell Dawson isn't back and uh, Bernard can't play, which I don't know if he is or not, uh, probably more likely not than he does. Um, I feel like those guys fared pretty well. And, in, in you know, given the opportunities that they had, you know, much better for Dorian Williams, who, you know, who's been a train wreck of a player this year, just kind of trying to figure everything out, you know, no indictment on him at all. But AJ Klein, man, came in and played pretty good. Like, I got to give him a shout out for that. Yeah, no, AJ's always been a smart player, and I think the fact that he knows the defense, he was able to come in on three days and call the defense. That was, like, the biggest point. It's like you could put anybody in at middle and and outside linebacker with these – and I I say this with um, a humbleness in my heart. With these safeties, you could really put a lot of linebackers in there and just tell them to go play, and then they'll make you right on the run run fence. That's, like, why – why it's okay because we're playing against Pittsburgh and they run the ball a lot and the run fits are where they struggle. The new linebackers would struggle. And I mean, anybody, everybody knows how to drop into a hook to curl. Every linebacker in the NFL knows how to drop Mm. to a flat. It's like, it's about the run fits. And, and when you have safeties, they're telling you, yo, just play fast to the ball and I'll make you right. Regardless of how it is. Um, you could really plug and play anybody and Klein being as smart as he is, is able to come in and call the off map or the defense. Now I do think Dodson comes back, um, which would be interesting to see how they do it. Do they bring Dodson back in as the will and keep Klein at Mike? Um, do they move Klein to the, to the will? And no, uh, they, they would probably keep Klein at the mic and move Dodson back to the, or keep Dodson at the will. And, and then if they go dime, leave Dodson out there as the mic and and have Jordan drop down to the other linebacker. That's what I would assume will happen. Um, so I, you probably don't see much Dory in this game, um, I don't think. But a guy like Klein, like he knows the defense. You bring in a linebacker now, they're, they're going to take them a week and a half to understand the defense. 
all the calls and you're just they're not going to be useful. Yeah, I mean, especially if Balen Specter is uh, available to play. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Dorian Williams was fighting for time with uh, Balen Specter. So if Balen can play, which Balen has shown, I mean, he's been this guy when he was at Clemson. He's very instinctual. Um, he has some athleticism. It's just, I think, you know, one of those things where he, uh, second-year player, but learning the system. But um, when he's in there, one thing that he does do well is that that he attacks downhill and can, and, you know, can fit the run pretty well so you're speaking of specter or dorian uh specter is what okay. i'm speaking of yeah. um I, I do feel like um in this game you know we're they're gonna see um isaiah pacheco and uh they, they're gonna have to you know they're gonna have to bring it this sunday because uh pacheco's a good running back man and and i think i think the chiefs because of their lack of efficiency throwing the ball um they're gonna rely on him you know expect the screen game to be popping for the chiefs uh, to Pacheco and, and and inside runs that that's what that's their bread and butter with him. Yeah, no, and the way this defense just based off a of pass, they play all week sticky coverage. You don't like there a lot of DBs in the NFL. Like you drop back, you cover them for three four seconds, they'll get lazy. These these defensive backs they know against Mahomes you got to play sticky. So. Our defensive line don't really like you might send one guy to go win his one one on one. The rest of them are playing to make sure screens and bubbles and and then once they realize that it's it's gonna be a like a long route, they'll get on their pass rush. But um Mahomes is just gonna have the ball for four or five seconds. That's that's how it's gonna be. That's how it has to be when you play against him. He's gonna you're you're not gonna have many quick sacks uh, unless you bring like a like I said a quarterback blitz, a linebacker blitz that gets home. Um and so I do expect that this our, our defense will continue that kind of way of playing, um making him take chunk like small chunk plays mm-hmm. and, and go down the field and and you keep dropping Kelsey keep dropping these balls. It's, it ain't gonna be like you played against the Dolphins. Our DBs are right. there. You, you be drop there. them balls, it's an interception. So right. Um it ain't I I actually am very comfortable in our defense's ability, having played them multiple times to go out there and hold them to under 20. I am confident in our, our offense's ability. I, regardless of the linebackers we roll out there, I expect Dotson and hopefully Spectre back, and that would be a good two linebackers to have for it. So yeah, um, I'm confident in our offense's ability to go put up 30, to be honest. Uh, RJ says, I don't know how we win this game against Kansas City with this many injuries. So this is what I'll say to this. And, you know, we've kind of echoed this point on the show, uh, whether it's on the chop-up or intentional grounding. This Bills team is different. Um, and I know it's hard for a lot of you guys to really see, but this is a championship caliber team. It really is, man. I mean, each and every week they battle adversity. The chips are down. I mean, you don't see that many injuries in one game. It's it's just a rare occurrence. You don't see it like like tumble like that. We saw early in the season, uh, you know, in London. We saw it last night uh, here in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, this team, it's a championship caliber team. The DNA, man, th- these guys are battle tested. They're ready. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, that's one of the edges um, that I would say we didn't have in previous years. You know, so you got guys like Dorian Williams, who's a rookie, who, who you know, the world is spinning when he gets in the game. You know, when you have two great safeties in the back that to, to really help him. 
understand what's going on to get them to calm down and just see ball, get ball. You got get guys like AJ Klein coming off the, the freaking couch because he was going on vacation with his family, coming and get 10 plus tackles. I mean, that that's not uh it's not normal. It's not normal. Um, Christian Benford's development this season. I mean, you're talking about a team, you know, we got to give credit to where credit's due. Bobby Babbitt, Sean McDermott, those guys on the defensive side of the ball, they've really done a really good job of having this team ready despite injuries. You know, we talked, we said this, we said good coaches find a way to get it done with injuries and adversity. And that's what they've been able to do. And here's the thing with the injuries. We're going to be getting a lot of guys back. Uh, in my like, if I had to make an estimate right mm-hmm. now, all the concussion guys are going to be back next week, which is Specter, Taron, uh, Benford. All Benford had a knee. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. The, Benford has a the, knee. On the play that he got hit, he got knee in the back of the head, and that's why. But I, I I'm not sure. I, I was watching that play. I'm wondering how he got hurt his knee. Yeah, yeah. You keep talking, I'll, and I'll confirm. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll make sure. But either way, um, I, I do think that at least Spectre, then if it's a knee, then at least Spectre and Taryn will be back. Um, so mm. we're not going to be missing as many guys. Dotson, Razul, we're not going to be missing as many guys as it looked like towards the end of that game. However, the the DNA of this defense is is truly next man up, no drop off. Like that's that's if, and as long as you have your two safeties in the back end. Um, kind of quarterbacking it for them like you shouldn't you shouldn't really um have much drop off in in the back end coverage um they might have to play a little bit more passive uh in certain situations but i i truly believe in in sean's ability to call a defense even with the guys that are missing uh which is looking to just be bernard right um yeah so as of right now uh, Gabe Davis is questionable. He's day to day with a knee injury. Taylor App doesn't have an injury. He's questionable, but they don't have a, a status uh, to what's ailing him. Uh, we know Ter- uh, Terrell Bernard is an ankle. He's listed as day to day. Taron Johnson with a concussion, as we mentioned earlier. Christian Benford is considered questionable to return uh, due to a knee injury. So it is a knee for Christian Benford confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balen Specter is a back injury. Um, and then Tyrell Dotson with a shoulder. And then Rasul with a knee. So, um, Taren yeah, right? Johnson is is a, a concussion. Yes. Okay. Um, so I, I do think a lot of those guys come back. Uh, and, and you know, I'm not saying you know telling the player to risk their life or risk their you know, um, but this is a big time game, man. You talk about legacy on the line. Um, Josh Allen, they, they, these boys know what's at stake. I mean, you're in an opportunity where you get. You get the the Chiefs at home. Like, that's big time, man. You know how loud, you know, Bill's Mafia is? It's, it's going to have an impact. Um, you know, they're not going to be able to hear on third down, you know, so they're going to have to have some things cooked in, you know. Here's what I think. You tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think the Chiefs' first drive, I think they'll do – I don't think they'll have a three and out in their first drive because they're going to have those scripted plays in, right? But I think towards, you know, as you get into the – when you get into this game where your scripted plays are gone, that's where I think the home field advantage for the Bills is going to take place, where it's going to be loud. Um, and I'm because man, the Bills, Bills Mafia, we don't want the Chiefs, 
we don't want the Chiefs to be to put us out the playoffs, man. Like nobody wants that. Like I, I really do feel, I really do feel confident going into this game. Am I nervous? Absolutely, I'm nervous. I mean, these are two great quarterbacks battling out. The Bills uh, haven't fared well in division round last three seasons, so I, I, I want to win. I'm expecting a W here. I feel like uh, the Bills have what it takes to get this thing done. Um, and you know, and you know what the cool thing is about our whole conversation, bro, is that we really haven't talked about Josh Allen that much. You know, we talk, we're talking about the defense and, and the injuries and stuff like that. But I mean, you got 17, like, man, he going to have them boys ready to play. He's going to be, you know, juiced up and ready to go. Like Josh playoff, Josh is something else, man. He's hard to stop. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I I am Josh is similar to Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion. That's why I didn't pick the Dolphins because like you just you, you trust both of them. When it comes down to it, you trust both of them to go out and win a football game um in the playoffs. And now they've had some Titan battles between Josh and Joe Burrow and 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 Mahomes, and we haven't come out on the upper hand of a lot of them because mm-hmm. those are three Titans. But now the, we got them at home. Um, our guys feel fresh uh, as far as their mindset, which is not the same as it was last year. Uh, last year they were drained from all the garb that they had to Great go point. through. Great point. And and. Now it just seems like they went through that. There's calluses now in that mindset spot. Like Jordan said this at the in, in middle of the year. He's like, we have calluses from everything that we went through and we're mm. battle tested. And like, and that those calluses kind of, and uh, Josh actually alluded to it at the end of this game, everything that they went through throughout the seasons kind of just built them to be calm, cool, collected in these yeah. situations. And that's what you want. You want to be calm. You don't want to overdo anything. If you get out to a lead, you, you, you're you calm on the offensive end. And while the other team may be panicking, now I don't expect Mahomes to panic, but their receivers that haven't been in that situation down in a playoff game all that often. Um, I mean, <laughs> as long as you got guys that are ready and, and their mind is right, this team can really go wherever they want. Yeah. And, you know, you make a good point. You know, there's a lot of talk about um, because the Chiefs have two days, you know, more rest, um, you know, that it benefits them. And it does to an extent. But like you said, I mean, this Bills team has been through so much, man, so much adversity. Right. So much, you know, things changing at the last minute. Unfortunate goodbyes. uh, You name it. They've 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 had to endure it. Guess what, though? The Bills don't have to travel. So they're they're, they're, you know, we're going to be home. I feel like they're going to be rested and ready to go. I mean, this stuff happens in the league, man. It's not like, you know, the NFL did this on purpose. I mean, you know, you can't you can't stop a storm like that from coming. It is what it is. I feel like the NFL did a really good job of putting the Bills in a, a good position, you know, uh, even though they had to play on Monday where the game was pushed out a couple of day a day. And, uh, you know, I feel like I don't even like I don't care about that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, as a fan, I can say it's BS. That situation is BS. They should have moved the game to Monday, in my opinion. As a fan, these players don't give a shit. And this in the playoffs, <laughs> like, these players do not care. Like they're they're gonna be locked in tomorrow, or they went and got treatment today, rested, boom, you come back out tomorrow. Like, and, and when you get to the playoffs, you don't really practice. Like, and I don't don't like take my no. I know, I know exactly. What you mean. <laughs> they don't go out like they don't go out there and hit and then do all this like fast twitch like it's really all mental stuff throughout the yep. week when you get to the playoffs 
um, especially with the injuries. And now in regular season, coming up, like having to play five days after when another team has right. a seven day break, like that makes because you're you're still trying to feel out the season. But in the in the playoffs, you everybody should be rested by game day. And and, uh, and by the but, way, it's not like you know these teams haven't played each other, so there right. there's already that familiarity uh, aspect as well. Yeah, and and I I don't expect uh, any drop off because of the 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 day's rest or whatever. I I even believe that um, I truly believe that it's BS. Like they should have moved the game to Monday so we had an extra day break. That's what I believe, but I, it doesn't really matter to the players at all. Yeah, no, I, I honestly like I don't want to move the game to Monday. Keep that thing on Sunday. Like I want the like I I want it to be where you know. I don't want to hear nothing from the naysayers. Oh, they look what they did for the Bills. No, uh-uh. We'll play you tomorrow if we have to kind of thing. Like, no, man. Like, they're not going to take nothing from the Bills this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you tell them to play at Sunday at midnight. Hey, them boys are going to be ready to go. Like, I just feel like this team, they don't give a shit about what people are thinking or what people are saying. Um, They're going to be ready for Andy Reid and these Chiefs, man. Like, I feel like the Bills are going to – they're. They might surprise us, bro. I really – I mean, the more we talk about this, the more excited I get about it. I really I really do feel confident, man. The Bills, they they, they ain't – you know, they're not going to be denied on Sunday. Yeah, and I don't think they lose at all. I, a lot will show about the first drive. So we come out, win the toss, take uh, give the ball to Patrick. And yeah, if please. we get a stop on the first drive, if, if we get a turnover or a – three and out, we go down and score. Like, this game could get ugly. And as I've said about Bill's games for the entire season, they, we're not going to get blown out. There's no – They never get blown Bills, out. Ever. Bills are not going to get blown out. Either this game is going to go down to the wire or we're going to kick their butt. But at the end of the day, we're going to be there at the end of the game, and I just trust Josh to win the game at the end of the game. And we've shown and, – and it took – and regardless of what people say, it might it might have taken that offsides to get over that hump. The idea of winning late game, I don't give right. a shit. They got right. over it. Whether it, whether it was the offsides that got them over the hump or not, they got over the hump. And that's all that really matters when it seems down when it when it comes down to it is now they're winning late games even with the defense on the field. The defense is going out there and and getting pace. We're in situations where we're not up just three, we're up four, which right? Is more which is way like it's a way harder when you're up four to or down four to go down and score the defenses that they could come out with and, and slow you down with to not get you up the field fast is 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 monumental so we're we're playing better we're clock managing better um we're managing the game better to where we're not just up three with 30 seconds left or two with 30 seconds left like we're in good situations they've been putting us in good situations and this game could get ugly for the chiefs or it could also be a barn burner which i think sure. we on top of. you know and and one thing that i want to mention uh is with joe brady um last year um uh, we had a rookie offensive coordinator right in a playoff game, and it's hard for rookie offensive coordinators to handle some of the throws of the playoffs. I mean, it just really is. And so this year, you know, uh, even though Joe Brady's, uh, you know, half a year offensive coordinator for us, he's a guy that had a year and a half with the Carolina Panthers. So it's not like he's not experienced. You talk about adversity. He had to deal with that with poor quarterback play uh, in Carolina. So, um He's going to be ready to go. Like, I really feel good about Joe Brady. And just to think it's about, the you know. It's intangible for Joe, right? Like, 
Right. It's the, it's the intangibles that he brings as far as like managing the clock. And, and he doesn't do it to where the players purposely know, like, yeah, we're trying to manage the clock. Right. He kind of just calls the game in a way where, okay, if we get into this situation, we kind of want to run the ball here or throw this bubble screen so that and make sure we catch this this bubble screen so that we can run some more clock and it's not. Right. And, like, that. those are the intangibles that he had that Ken Dorsey, Ken Dorsey would call, like, he had, like, automatic play calls for situations that right. – were easy read, like readable on, and and Joe calls a game as it goes. It's not, it's not a situation like he plays situation of football, but like a, like a chessboard where he right. may beat you in different ways every time you play the game of chess, which is like interesting. And um, I think they they bring him back as the OC next year. He's done a fantastic job. And absolutely, and Sean McDermott. Uh, before we get out of here, Sean McDermott is another one. Um, the game plans that that dude's been cooking up has been, lately has been incredible like you know I, I i'm i'm so thankful that that article was written i mean not not in for someone to to suffer through you know what he called a uh you know character assassination or, or a dig on his character whatever but what it what it the the fruit that it has brought um can't be denied um it galvanized this team as some you know would have thought it would and mcdermott's been on a heater um you talk about one of the things that we had issues with with McDermott was situational football, and uh, he's answered the bell. He's put this defense in situations. I feel, I feel this is what I feel like. He's put these guys in, in great situations, but he also lets the veterans kind of take control. You know what I'm saying? Because of situational football and what's happening on the field at that time, L- trusting your players, letting them go out and play and do their thing. I think has been huge. And and so it, what that does as a, as a defensive coordinator, a play caller, it gives you um, the freedom to be more forward thinking in these games to, to dial up and call up these exotic blitzes or these different coverages, you know, because you have, at some point you got to trust your players. And I feel like McDermott, uh, not, he was, I felt like early in the season, he was trusting his scheme rather than trusting the players. I feel like he's done a good job of that. I, I I'll say this. All it took was what his starting quarterback to go into that office and say, like, Sean, like, we got to do this, this, and this. You got to lighten up here. We got to get a little, little bit stronger here. The, like, like everybody saw how Sean was calling things mm. and how stressed he got. Um, it just took – and, and I, it doesn't have to be a starting quarterback. It could be anybody. And it's just the way that Sean – he was very strong personality. And all it took was somebody going into his office and saying, hey, man, like, you got to make some changes, like, I refuse to give any type of any type of applause to that article. So, mm. no, for sure. I mean, the art, but the article it sucked. You know, when it came out, just because you, you know, for me, I was just like, damn, another thing they got to deal with, right? Like, and the stuff, the stuff's true. It is what it is, but it, it, I mean, it definitely brought some fruit. It definitely brought some fruit. It didn't uh, destroy the team. Like, for instance, if you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and there was, uh, you know, an article, you know, written like it was about Sean McDermott, about Nick Sirianni, I feel like it it, it would have crippled the Eagles because they don't have the foundation Which infrastructure. The right. To, to kind of, you know, get it together. Right. It would have destroyed the intention. Them. And the intention, in my opinion, was to destroy McDermott. And I refuse to give anybody that tried to do that any type of credit. 
for anything. So I, I, I know people keep saying everything about the article. I refuse to give that dude any credit whatsoever because the intention was to destroy this team at, a, at its weakest point. Mm. And it did the exact opposite. And it's like, it's like if, if you're in a relationship and he has gotten or she has gotten overweight and you kick them when they're down, they go out, lose weight and get better. Like I refuse to give that ex any credit whatsoever. So, yeah. I mean, it, you know, from a man-to-man standpoint, you know, it's kind of shitty. You know, you you just don't want to see that. I get it. He's an investigative journalist, or or you know, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's his job, and and he had, you know, that's what he chose to do. So it is what it is. But you know, at the end of the day, the Bills overcame that, and so it, it, we kind of have, you know, the prog that we have right now is that these these boys are, um, they haven't lost in a long time and i don't i don't expect that to change anytime this weekend so before we get up out of here um what's your prediction let's do it let's do a, a score prediction and a josh allen stat line before we get up out of here um four we get up 14 i'm gonna say 36 36 17 i wanted to say 36 20 um, but I'm going to say 36-17, and we score late to make it that. But um, Josh goes for three, 300 passing, like 80 rushing, probably jumps over somebody this game. Um, it's just one of those games for him. Uh, I, I expect him to have a good completion percentage, maybe like 28 for 32. Oh, he's on a heater, huh? Yeah. Okay. One of those, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go 34-24 Bills. Um, I feel like Josh is gonna have about 280 and three touchdowns. Um, and I feel like he's gonna get like 65 on the ground. Um, I think that that's a, a a great that'd be a great game. Now, typically Josh Allen's average in the playoffs passing the ball is like 289, is what he's getting. Um, so if he can just hit his averages, oh, it's on. It is mother effing on. Um but I do think the Bills win this game. Um, I, I say the Bills also sack Mahomes at least three times. I think they're going to get him. Uh, and, and, you know, look for Taron. I think Taron's going to get him one uh, this week um, if he plays. So um, I expect the Bills win. Um, and, you know, um, I, Nick Wright gets on my nerves, bro. I can't listen to him, but I wanted to hear what he had to say today, man. He was a hater today, bro. He, You know, he's going he's gonna to say the – the Chiefs are going to win, and he was in there talking about, you know, how, oh, the, the Chiefs got all this rest, and they're going to be ready, and the Bills ain't this, and they ain't that. And it's like, man, I cannot wait. To, I'm going to tweet directly at that dude during the game. Can't wait to talk to him after the game because uh, the, the Bills are they're, – they're not going to be stopped. Um, I still feel in, in, in my being that the Bills are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I really do feel that. This – I'm telling you, this is not – someone came – a troll came on, a Pittsburgh troll came on. was like, you say that every year. Like, first, bro, you don't even watch show. But I, I don't say that every year. Yeah, I don't say that every year. Um, But what they've shown, championship caliber DNA, and you can't deny that. And a quarterback who's playing better – I mean, Jordan Love is, is on a heater right now. But Josh Allen's playing – man, he's playing fantastic football. And and I'm telling you, man, that that's going to bode well. The Bills aren't the darlings of the league anymore. You know, people still think the Chiefs are going to come in here and they're going to beat us, and I just feel like they're going to be wrong. And, you yeah. know, Houston and the Ravens, I, hey, man, 
CJ Stroud. They got to deal with him. And that's not I, a walk in the park game either. I don't know who wins that game. And I I would pick the Ravens, sure. but I think Lamar struggles heavily after three weeks of rest and and a team that's on a heater coming into his place. I think he struggles heavily. Yeah, yeah. And I will say this on that game. Uh CJ Stroud goes up against Mike McDonald, who was the defensive coordinator for the Wolverines when they when they when he last played them. Uh, you know, same defense uh with Jesse Minter. Um, so he CJ Stroud's gonna be ready because he's seen that defense before. Um, so there's something that you should think about uh as you watch that game this coming weekend. But um, I don't know, man. I'm excited. I, I really do feel like again, the Bills are gonna win this game. Uh, I, you know, we probably won't talk to everybody here, but make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe uh, to the Chop Up and everything going on at Buffalo Rumblings, man. Uh, you know, we're going to have it locked and loaded. And I, God for man, and when the Bills win on Sunday night, we will be doing a post game show. I know, Albert Poe, you won't be there because you'll be in a, living a sweet life, but I'll be <laughs> right here and, and I, I'm going ham. I will be screaming, going ham, drinking, doing the whole damn thing because, you know, I'm excited for these Bills. And we're gonna get this dub, man. Any last thoughts? Uh just my last thoughts on this one. Um, I don't think it looks like a blowout. It's just okay. gonna get there at some point. <laughs> so like okay. it's gonna get to a point where the score looks like it was worse than it was because we lean on teams like a like a boxer, and that's mm-hmm. how I feel like it's gonna end. So that, that's I, I think we do get to those those high scoring games and uh or that high scoring game for us, and our defense comes out and and it uh, does the damn thing. So I'm excited about this game. All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here on the on the chop up. So you guys uh, stay safe, man. It's going to be cold up in Buffalo, but we out of here. Go Bills. Go Bills. Y'all need it up front. Can't tell me because I do what I want. Self-made everything. You know we going to stun. You know that we eat and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I need it up front. Can't tell me because I do what I want. Self-made everything, you know we gon' stun uh-huh. You know that we eatin', it's lookin' yeah. like lunch So I tell them that I need it Everything around my whole team, though. You ain't getting money, you niggas ain't never seen, though. Tell me where the cash at, I tell you where the stash at. I've been getting to it so long, been having flashbacks. I double that, triple that, spend it all, make it all.